This is the Epilog Audio Experience. The language and content on this podcast may be unsuitable for certain audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Before we start our episode, I just want to talk about someone. Uh, my name is Shankar. So I have a friend from college, Shankar Warrior. So uh, he actually came home and helped set up our uh, uh, Don't audio. Don't say home. Say studio. Oh, well, let me go again. <laughs> so uh, I want to thank someone. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he came to our studio, our home studio. Should yeah, I say yeah, that? That's yeah, that's fine. That sound, um, that at least make it sound a little. No, I think we should call it portable home studio. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he he came to our place and uh, he came to our studio and uh, help us set our uh, audio. And uh, if this episode is sounding better. it's only because of him yeah so uh, thank you shankar thank you for taking time out and uh, helping us out it's and it's, thanks also yeah. for listening to all our episode yes. i don't know how you do it so but still <laughs> really g- uh, grateful so a uh, couple of episodes back we started a series about um the different ways in which life on earth can be threatened and probably go extinct um i think we co- covered cordyceps in the last episode so keeping with the same theme um i want to bring in a different topic this mu- this week um which is something even more fascinating and something that stephen hawking said that is the real danger for human kind i think uh, if i know what you're going to talk about which i do know of course uh, it's something that has already killed out a out an entire species which used to uh, rule the world right that is right and that something was responsible for wiping out almost 75% of living organisms up to that point all life forms yeah or oh, during that same event. so so before that let's now let's uh, you know just say it so when the asteroid stuck about 75% of all existing living organisms died Okay so we are actually talking about an event which happened 65 million years ago yes. which is the extinction of dinosaurs Exactly Welcome to another episode of Right and Geek Show we are your hosts Vishnu and Shankar and in this episode we're going to talk about asteroids Pretty pessimistic huh <laughs> <laughs> And when you start a series which you call the different ways that we can go we might go it's not going to be very optimistic in any way <laughs> Of course and asteroid is something that i have always been fascinated since i was a kid um but before we get into that do you think we need to explain what an asteroid is i think uh, we should talk about something that is pretty relatable maybe there are a couple of movies which you were talking about right about asteroids. yeah there, were, there i think there there are two movies i think both were released in uh, so i'm sorry i have little bit of hiccup right now so if you know it comes in between just bear with me so there are two movies which were released i think in the same year 1998 one was um, sort of good realistic and stuff like that other was little over the top but both were like well made movies and i think both were hit uh, both dealt with the topic of asteroid coming and hitting earth um, one of them was deep impact which is my favorite of the two the other one was called armageddon i know uh to be honest i watched it i watched armageddon when i was young so i didn't really uh, know the <laughs> reality of the situation i didn't really grasp how uh, 
made up it is so i kind of liked armageddon at first <laughs> because course. i used i i still am a big fan of bruce willis because of his die hard series of course. Uh, the best christmas series and if you look movie yeah. in the whole world and if you so, are looking yeah. for more action than emotion then die hard is i mean sorry armageddon is your movie because absolutely that has more unbelievable action sequences and storyline is also much more uh, you know f- see we have uh, bruce willis uh what Billy is his name Th- bob thornton yeah and steve buscemi and this guy are, is it uh, steve yeah You're it right. is steve and ben affleck ben affleck what yeah. else do you want yeah and a uh, soundtrack was uh, aerosmith right oh yeah <laughs> you got a great song too <laughs> it's a romantic movie i mean i right? really like that song though anyway coming back to the topic right so um, asteroids are um, you know stuff uh, things that orbit the sun Uh, which cannot be classified as planets which are much much smaller than planets usually they are uh, jagged shaped not round shaped but jagged shaped rocks pieces of rock and metal uh, and most of these asteroids are found in a belt between mars and jupiter although you know if you look at the depictions in pictorial depictions it seems like that belt is completely dense with asteroids and you might even wonder how space spacecrafts are passing through but it's not like that when they sh- i mean the actual scale is at a different level right those yeah. asteroids are not very close together to really. yeah uh, just to add on to that the solar system that we have learned yeah. in schools right it's absolutely not how it is so the scale is totally yeah, the different the scale is totally different so yeah uh, but there is something called an asteroid belt yeah yeah uh, and uh, sometimes they escape from that belt and yeah so uh, even even though we have asteroid belt right that that is just a region where there is a dense population of asteroids and uh, there are multiple theories as to how they were formed some say that there was a planet which for some reason exploded into fragments disintegrated yeah so and they became these num- numerous asteroids and there are asteroids which don't necessarily follow the same path uh, near the asteroid belt which which might have a different orbit around sun which can cross earth's orbit which can be within earth's orbit and which can be nowhere near earth so there are different classifications of that which we'll come to so that is what an asteroid is now why are asteroids considered to be danger because uh, if you're riding a motorcycle and you hit a wall of course it'll hurt you so similarly if a big blob of rock comes and hits you you'll die yeah so like anything else acts asteroids are this huge projectiles hurtling through space at these you know blinding speed right maybe 40 kilometers per hour and stuff like that so at that speed Wait, is it 40 kilometers per sorry, hour sorry not 40 kilometers per hour it is 40 kilometers per second yeah uh, or thereabouts um, and of course relative velocity and all that kind of stuff right so if at that speed even if something which is like say 100 meters in length comes and comes and comes directly towards earth it is definitely going to cause at least a regional devastation right although it might not be a total destruction so that is one of the reasons that there is a good chance that you know at some point asteroids might come and hit earth so if you remember when we were young uh, i think i was in probably uh, third standard fourth standard something there was this bunch of asteroids that went and hit um jupiter yes i do remember it was called that. shoemaker something. shoemaker something yeah. yeah it was named after the two scientists who discovered it i think exactly. who discovered it predicted it yeah yeah 
So, so that was a mega event uh, and because Jupiter is like a huge giant planet it didn't make much difference to it but one good thing about having Jupiter in the solar system is that most of these huge things coming from outside of solar system get deflected by Jupiter's extreme gravitational force and they go and slam into Jupiter and preventing them from coming in contact with any of the inner planets yeah and this shoemaker event right there's a video on YouTube uh, I think at that same point one of the probes space probes were passing Jupiter and it was able to capture uh, that event which happened so yeah you can check it out it's pretty awesome I, one of the reasons that I remember is this thing became very popular in news right um, this impact on Jupiter and all that and I remember that same day we were in Kerala at that time and I remember it was a very stormy day there was this you know wind and rain and stuff and uh, people were saying oh see the impact is happening in Jupiter and you know thing oh, look at what uh, what's happening on <laughs> earth and I was we were too young right I was like oh <laughs> can it really make an impact here maybe it is and all and it's not going through my mind that this is just a regional thing for that place it's yeah, not yeah. raining everywhere on earth and all that but anyway that's just something that brings back the memories and I think the event it was called Shoemaker Levy Something like Something that. Like, I should, uh, I should have yeah. probably uh, checked, <laughs> checked that, but right. I have not done that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, we are not going to check right now. You can check it out yourself. Yeah, and that that is the intention with our podcast, <laughs> yes. right? You should just instill the curiosity and let the listeners go on their own quest. And whatever we don't know or what we get wrong, <laughs> you should be coming, in, coming back to us and correcting Absolutely. us or letting us know. Yes. Now, coming back to asteroids, right? Um, so generally asteroids are not harmful because they are like very far away from earth but there are these uh, set of asteroids called near earth asteroids um, near earth objects also they call it so neo which are potentially hazardous to earth okay right? um, there are about 19,000 of those which have been identified just because they're near earth doesn't necessarily mean there is a chance for collision right um there are different classification of these near-Earth objects uh, based on how their orbits are around the sun and how they are in relation with Earth's orbit. So broadly, they are ca- classified into um, four different categories. The first category is called Ateras, where they have orbits which are strictly inside Earth's orbit. Okay. So they are orbiting around sun, hmm. but their orbits are within Earth's orbit, which is like Venus or so, think about Mer- Mercury or something like that. So, because they're completely contained within Earth's orbit, there is a there's least chance of them coming in contact with Earth because Sun nowhere, orbit. yeah, their orbits are nowhere crossing with Earth's orbit, right? Again, we cannot completely disregard the possibility of them coming because anytime their orbit can be affected by Venus or Mercury or something like that can happen, but it's it's a very 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 distant possibility. So, generally, we don't consider them to be um, potential threat to uh, our life. Okay. The next kind is called Atens, A-T-E-N-S. Uh, they have, uh, so you know, these orbital dis- distances are measured in astronomical units. Yeah, One yeah. astronomical unit is equal to the distance of Earth from Sun, hmm. which is roughly about 150 million kilometers. It keeps changing, right? Yeah, Relative but yeah, that is what it is considered to be. So an Atens asteroid has an orbit which is less than one astronomical unit. So it is less than Earth's orbit. But the difference is that it crosses Earth's orbit at places. Okay. Okay. There is a potential for collision there. And it might cross twice. 
okay uh, twice in the sense in a year so as it makes a, a rotation around earth right got around it, sun it. Uh, it can cross the path of our uh, orbit orbit twice right then there is this uh, another class which is called apollos which has a um, orbit which is more than one astronomical unit mm. so it it has an orbit which is bigger than earth mm. but it can cross earth's orbit again okay these are also considered to be potential threats mm. um, because they do cross our orbit mm. and the third type is called amos which have orbits completely outside of earth these are also considered to be less threatening uh, but you know at any given point anything can yeah. change so even though um, two of these are more potentially more um hazardous to earth uh, namely atens and apollos which have orbits which cross the earth's orbit uh, where atiras and amos don't cross but we cannot completely you know write them off as anything can change in space uh, space is not a very very friendly place to be in to be honest hmm. but these are majorly the classifications right yeah uh, so just to differentiate the second and the third one at atens and uh, apollos Atens will be mostly inside Earth's orbit, and the other one will be Apollo's. No, uh, Atens has a orbit which has orbit which is lesser than one astronomical unit. Huh. But it crosses. but it can it crosses Earth's orbit. It's not strictly inside Earth's orbit. But most but, of the time, yeah. But since orbit. it is closer, it is a smaller huh. orbit. There is a potential. Though, so it it crosses. Uh, the the frequency of crossing Earth's orbit is more, more. than the other one. Mm-hmm. other okay. one has an elongated orbit which okay. goes beyond right got it, got it. so that is the thing i mean um, if you look at a picture it will be more clear so yeah. i highly encourage everybody to go and uh, google this and find out what actually the difference look like looks like um so these are the different classifications and we have around 19000 near earth objects already uh, classified and named and everything out of which few are very potentially the ones which can impact earth uh, at some given point in the future not immediate future but in a uh, near future uh, and one of these uh, which was found in 2004 and uh, this one was called apophis and when it was found in 2004 it was considered to be a, a highly critical threat hmm. because it had about 1 in 2700 chance of hitting earth sometime in 2029 29 yeah and over this past number of years like 20 years they have uh, done calculation and they have observed the orbits and um, they have tried to pinpoint whether it will come and hit earth and what they've realized is based on the path that it is currently it's going to miss earth in okay. 2029 uh it, but it's gonna come very close it will come around uh, i think some 30000 kilometers yeah by how far that is a uh, yeah that is what 30000 kilometers uh, you know to put some context around it is below the orbit of geosynchronous satellites okay so oh. it is pretty close maybe it can hit a satellite who knows it can happen we See, don't know see uh, 19000 of uh, now 19000 near earth orbit what is objects. it objects objects neos are there still we haven't found the one it's uh, <laughs> yeah pretty sad but yeah so so this is the thing so they found this asteroid they thought that there is a um, great probability so they started observing it that is a typical protocol so if they find a near earth object the thing is they'll observe it for some time they'll uh, look at i mean they have their own calculations as to how the orbit is going to be they predicted that into future and try to figure out it 
any is it going at any given point in future is it going to hit the earth um so one of those is apophis so it's still under monitoring in 2029 it's not going to hit but it's going to come back in 2068 where initially they said there is a high probability of a collision but now they are saying there is not much of a probability is one in 1 100000 so but they are not ruling it out we don't know it can happen it may not happen the problem is when it comes in 29 it passes so close to earth that earth can actually affect um due to its gravitational effect it can actually effect probably make the make changes in trajectory of the asteroid which we are not okay. aware of at this point okay. so once it passes in 2029 we'll know where we stand also can it affect earth's orbit even though it's a much much smaller might it, not right it definitely can affect it definitely will affect but it will be at such a small scale that it is it will not be noticeable at all then imagine like another planet you know coming close to earth and uh, actually there is a movie a- which was released last year called moonfall i did i have not watched it but i've seen trailers hmm. where for some reason moon comes and falls into the earth wow <laughs> yeah. um interesting know, concept it was not though, a very successful movie as far as i understand but yeah but imagine if if moon comes a little closer or moves further away earth's orbit will also get affected and yeah. the whole climate uh, seasons everything changes everything here. will change yeah. because uh, tidal waves are still happening yeah. it will be at a bigger level right and um, actually moon was much closer to earth than it was it mm-hmm. is right now we are actually walking on a thin line yeah so um that is apophis so apophis is one of the objects which is considered to be a real threat also all these names it's all greeky right yeah apophis <laughs> is a serpent demon or something yeah, in the in the mythology athens it's not athens right athens and apollos it's all yeah that is all mm. greek stuff uh, and anything in astronomy is predominantly greek yeah. although now there is some influence from india also coming in So in 2017 they uh, discovered this uh, supercluster in uh, universe some it is some um, billions of light years 4 billion light years away and that supercluster is one of the biggest structures in the universe it is about half a billion light year long oh so light God. takes half a billion light year from one end to the other and uh, it is named Saraswati supercluster sounds a lot more cooler yeah, because you know? it was invented by indian astronomers in pune so, wow you know, and no, but yeah. uh, imagine the scale of things right 4 billion light years away and it's and that thing is actually half a billion uh, yeah and you know uh, so that long what does that long. say when the light that we are seeing from saraswati supercluster now 4 billion years came ago. to started when earth was either just forming or it, hmm. you know or it was not even formed yet it's because, been like 4.3 billion right uh, so, so it, earth was only million. 300 million years My old at God. that point 300 million is huge but when you think about earth it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. A relatively it was a baby at yeah. that time that and you may never know the saraswati cluster may not even exist right now yeah but the thing is saraswati cluster is a super cluster of huh. uh, 40 other you know clusters of galaxies so it it's highly unimaginable the more you get into it the 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 difficult it gets to comprehend things, yeah. yeah okay let's so that on. is what so apophis we spoke about apophis which is one of the near earth objects similarly there is another one called bennu and the the interesting thing about bennu is there was a, a nasa mission called osiris rex where they uh, launched a spacecraft which went 
landed on bennu which is an asteroid yeah it's an yeah it landed on bennu and uh, it is relatively small asteroid okay so uh, it is about 500 meters uh, long seems big but it is relatively small i will tell you why it is considered to be relatively small so before that they went and they landed the spacecraft on bennu did some excavating collected some soil sample and this uh, spacecraft osiris rex is on the return journey towards earth right now oh wow and okay, the plan i think is to bring it back and send it back to apophis or something like uh-huh. that now coming back to the reason that i say bennu is small now and before we go there uh, bennu is considered to be another threat uh with almost a certain collision sometime in 2182 or something then they should have actually sent that thing with some oil rigors right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, as of now i think it's more to understand the composition of uh, the thing yeah, we have but i'm pretty sure that uh, there'll be a mission in future where we will go and try to push it away or something which uh, for which they have already started uh, you know laying the foundation we'll come to that but before that let me explain why i consider bennu to be a smaller asteroid so we know that um dinosaurs went extinct because of an asteroid impact on earth right um that asteroid is called chicxulub asteroid because it caused a crater in uh, near mexico a place called chicxulub so that crater is, there's a huge crater there which was caused by this collision that asteroid was con- is considered to be about 10 to 15 kilometers uh, in length oh my god yeah so that caused a total destruction right it impacted caused uh, crazy weather changes because of which life couldn't sustain uh, caused forest fires and temperature increased and dinosaurs got evaporated and all that kind of stuff only these uh, smaller animals which were resilient could uh, survive probably by you know burrowing underground or whatever it is for whatever reason that is one of the reasons for mammals to dominate after yeah. that era right uh, so since chicxulub asteroid was 10 to 15 kilometers and that caused uh, this much of destruction still life life survived right mm-hmm. something of this size 500 uh, meters or even smaller than apophis is even smaller than that if they impact there will be de- definitely catastrophe in the region that it impacts but it is assumed that it's not going to be global to the yeah. level that the earlier asteroid was yeah just to uh, give you an idea of how difficult it was when the asteroid which killed dinosaurs hit the earth uh, there was a d- cloud which was made out of dust which which covered the whole of earth for like years four years or 10 years or something and there was no sunlight for those many years so that's the kind of impact these things make it's not like you know it comes hits some yeah. dust you know goes to it's the side it's not about and, yeah. Uh, yeah it's yeah. not just about that it causes a major Uh, change in the climate conditions yeah yeah because of the su- there is no sunlight what will happen yeah yeah and uh, not just that the water uh, tsunamis everything will uh, yeah large scale tsunamis also happens so yeah it's something that affects the earth for like a longer period of time it's not like it hits done tomorrow you are just uh, getting up and going uh, to your workplace yeah, yeah. Uh, and um coming to this one of the reasons that these near earth objects um classification is important is that there are chances that we might miss you know even seeing something um 
one prime example of that is uh, something called Chilliabing's event, which happened in 2013, uh, where I think there are a lot of videos on the internet on this. An ast- small, you can I don't know whether you call it an asteroid, but it was a meteor which crossed into the Earth's atmosphere somewhere above Russia in a place called Chelyabinsk. As it slammed onto the atmosphere, it burnt up in the atmosphere, right? There was this huge sonic boom which broke broke all the glass in the area and about 1,000 people um, were injured with that. It it was a pretty uh, famous thing because a lot of dash cams, car dash cams have captured that meteor crossing streaking across the sky and breaking up in the atmosphere. How have I not heard about this? And there are videos of people standing observing it and suddenly a sonic boom comes and all the windows around them explode and all that kind of stuff. And that is something that we never knew that is coming. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what, you know, we are sitting and recording this, right? Maybe in the next five seconds, something, one, two, three, four, (laughs) five. Okay, yeah. You never know. We might not even finish this episode, right? It's that uncertain. So that releases so much energy. And uh, there was this event called uh, Tunguska event back in 1908, which again happened in an area in Siberia. I don't know why everything happens over Russia. uh, Where it is... Suppose that there was a asteroid which came and stuck because uh, it flattened acres of forest. And there was this huge, uh, you know, sound and all that kind of stuff. It was a huge... And it's assumed that that explosion was a 12 megaton explosion. Okay. Sar Bomba was 50, right? Yeah. Okay. That is... But 12 megaton is even more than uh, what fell in Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, yeah. Yeah. But thankfully, it fell in an area where there's no human population. Okay. So, it's assumed that nobody actually died or around three people were affected by it. Okay. So, uh, see, I think Russia... These things are happening in Russia because it's huge. It's a huge country. So, you never know what's happening in the ocean, right? Yeah, definitely. We might have missed a few things also, right? You never know. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, these are two instances where, recent instances where these kind of uh, asteroid impacts have happened. And it is understood that at least every uh, few thousand or million years, one big thing comes and hits uh, Earth. That is like a... Um, it's not a prediction, but rule of nature. Yeah, that's generally how it is. And so, we are, I think, we are pending, right? <laughs> yeah, we are One still pending. pending. Mm-hmm. So, um, there is this. Uh, so, what can we do about it, right? Um, so NASA has something called Planetary Defense Coordination Office (PDCO). Hmm. So their primary thing is to um, detect these kind of near Earth objects as early as possible, so that we can at least have a chance of defending ourselves, right? Uh, so how do we defend ourselves? Maybe um, by sending, of course, like missions mm-hmm. like uh, Armageddon. Now, is it possible in real world? So last year, they launched a mission called DART, Double Asteroid Redirection Test. Uh, the objective of this mission was uh, to send a spacecraft to, da- to a nearby asteroid, nearby in the sense, relatively nearby asteroid, strike it on the surface of that asteroid and see if we can make any deviation to its path. Now, for this mission, they chose an asteroid called Dimorphos. Mm. Dimorphos is a part of an asteroid system where there is a bigger asteroid called Didymos. And Didymos, uh, Dimorphos orbits around Didymos. So, Didymos uh, is a bigger asteroid. Mm. 
um and dimorphus is a small asteroid which is like 100 to 120 meters in uh, width and this is its closest approach to earth was sometime last year um i think in uh, september october time um around 11 million kilometers from earth 11 and the objective of this mission was to send the spacecraft make a direct impact on uh, dimorphus and observe what changes with respect to the orbit and stuff like that and it was a successful mission hmm and there are videos on youtube where you can see the footage of last few minute seconds of impact oh okay. but it directly goes and impacts and see look at this target which is like 120 meters 11 million mile kilometers away it's a extremely difficult Tiny. thing to do hmm. right but they were able to uh, make that impact and it was observed that the orbital time of uh, dimorphus around didymos was reduced by half an hour wow yeah. okay so, so it made a significant impact so at that distance even a slight change in the path will you know make a significant impact. difference by the time it reaches earth hmm. so objective is to see that if we identify something coming to earth you know um, of comparable size can we send something and make a difference so as of now the answer is yes we can make a difference even a small reflection yeah. angle would make a big difference right correct by the way we are pissing off asteroids no but <laughs> the interesting thing is uh, i think someone on youtube said this uh, some video on youtube which mentioned this right when that impact happened all the dinosaurs were cheering <laughs> because it's a revenge for what happened to them yeah anyway so there are missions which are happening and it made me think um few things are happening in the world right now one is uh, nasa is interested in i think in 50 years 50 to 70 years of history right, of space travel and everything this is one uh, mission where i feel that there is a real need for this in the sense this is a very essential thing to have where you should be able to protect yourself from these uh, you know things coming from outside because it can happen at any point of time tomorrow you wake up asteroid uh, you can find an asteroid which is coming to us right but yeah, if yeah. we have enough time will we be able to save ourselves and seems like a realistic mission now nasa has already started doing it and of course uh, people like elon musk are talking about colonizing mars and all that i am just wondering is there something that we don't know mm <laughs> Yeah. I mean it's a speculation but no there are there are a lot of things that we don't know yeah. it's because my point is, is this right if if there's a real threat like real immediate threat where our governments know that there is no escape people like us common people like us are we going to even get to know yeah, about it we're not even going to get to know what have the movies taught us yes don't look up deep into it so if you ask me uh, you know if it happens little later in my life <laughs> i am looking ah, yeah. forward to it will be a, a great grand way to you know leave the planet <laughs> yeah, But, yeah actually <laughs> um because i don't think there will be anything more uh, catastrophic and you know crazy way to end the earth right I'm not looking forward to it but if it happens there is nothing else we can do at least imagine like 65 million years later <laughs> yeah whatever uh, life form is here they'll be studying us yeah because but one thing uh, i feel that humans are more resilient right um, mm. if at all there is some imminent threat i think they will just figure out something to do yeah but let's hope that nothing like that happens at least for a you know very very uh, 
foreseeable future foreseeable future and also for our future generations i don't wish them to have to go through the pain of trying to defend them from an asteroid and all but seems like some of them are already on the path <laughs> hopefully they'll figure out something and we will probably help them figure out with all these dart kind of missions and stuff like that but yeah uh, that is where, what i wanted to talk about today uh, asteroids are real danger not i'm not saying this to may give you sleepless nights or something but it can happen anytime right um, these are the ones we have classified and we know some of them but that doesn't mean we have mapped every single uh, asteroid which can come to us which is a difficult thing but yeah yeah so enjoy every single day that you get Uh, you know problems think, yeah. are relatively small compared to these kind of yeah. catastrophic events and i think we don't we shouldn't lose sleep on over this because it's not our, our, under our control at all yeah. so yeah just let it be and exactly. uh, let's look out for our bright future absolutely so with that we end this episode and uh, we'll see you in the next one